This is the hard truth of Tony Schaefer, powered by six hours. Never settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. The best is six hour. I suggest you carry the best as well. So uh, on that point, uh, we also uh, are on the America Out Loud talk radio network, also available on the America Out Loud podcast network. Check us out, Project Sentinel at the London Center for Policy Research, londoncenter.org and projectsentinel.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we are joined by uh, the madman himself, Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, welcome to the hard truth. Tony, I'm not only welcome to the hard truth, but I celebrate and genuflect <laughs> at the altar of the hard truth. And God bless you and everything Sig Sauer. Sig made me a beautiful 357 Sig years ago, and it was one of the most uh, accurate and durable firearms I've ever fired. That's a great Yeah, great so I care. this is what I carry right now, the, the 45 uh the compact. So I, well, when you grow up, get yourself a 10 millimeter, but anyhow, (laughs) um, the point is, is that all guns are all good as long as they're loaded and nearby. So that's what we're going to do. And I've, I've obviously got, you just saw mine are nearby. I've got a long gun just across the way. I've got three acres. I got to defend. So I'm with you, Ted. Yeah, there you go. See, there you go. And so we're here to talk about the second amendment, but, but first, you know, you are one of my favorite bad guys on Miami vice when you played Charlie, uh, Bassett, yeah. And uh, you and Gordon Liddy were the two badass, worst, or I should say the best badass bad guys. And I, I, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, I was actually working undercover on the streets of Miami doing spy stuff during the time you guys were filming that in, in Miami, believe it, it or not. It was a great experience, and thank you for that. I hear from people all the time, I guess it's on YouTube and all this wild gonzo uh, technology out there, but I had a great time doing it. Yeah. And uh, I have some really intense fascinating stories about the firearm I carried during that time and the firearm I used as Dirty Charlie. But you got to admit, I'm a great actor because I'm one yeah. of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I'm so sweet. I'm almost like Mother Teresa with two 10 millimeters. The point is that I played a murderer, a woman beater, a drug runner, and a destroyer of Porsches. So I had to really, really act to do all those stuff. And by the way, if you want me to go into the details, it was fascinating. The exchange I had with the armorer on the set. And if you want me to go into those gory details, I think all of our gun loving friends out there celebrating the second amendment would be fascinated by how fascinated I was with the exchange yeah. I had on a daily basis with the armor on the set of Miami vice, by the way, my simply Miami Miami vice episode is the number two rated Miami vice of all times. I'm quite proud of that. And, and then one of the best songs to come out of Miami vice was, Little Miss Dangerous. Oh, which my was- goodness. Well, I married Little Miss Dangerous. I was always <laughs> for Little Miss Dangerous. I had to screen and audition many Little Miss Dangerouses before I found Shemaine Nugent. So if you see a smile on my face that actually hurts, that's why. I married Shemaine Nugent, the queen of the four. She has a real America voice, faith and freedom. She, Tony, she has become such a warrior for God-given individual rights as outlined in the Constitution and Bill of Rights. My wife, Shemaine, in fact, she has a new book called Killer House. Go to Amazon and get Shemaine Nugent's book, Killer House, identifying how we went through life-threatening toxicity thanks to our government and the scamming uh, uh, construction industry. But my point is, is that the song Little Miss Dangerous is the sexiest lick in the history of noise, and I plead guilty. Yeah. 
No, I love that song. And, and it was one of those things that uh, it just made that episode. I mean, just the way it rolls in, the way it just plays and just defines that episode. And as you said, it's, 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 uh, I was just listening to it earlier today for show prep. This is my show prep, you know, obviously listening to this stuff, but it was, it's amazing. So I uh, just kudos for you to, to have done such uh, a, a positive mark. Uh, are you going to get a play of look for us here, Ted? just have sex right now <laughs> but i'll hold on well this is a this is a pg-13 show although i push the yes, i'm a pg-13 guy i'm so cute it's unnatural did you know Ted, since you're a guitarist did you see tony blinken was out uh, trying to pretend that he was a rock star last week the secretary of state did you did you know that his uh college his college uh, nickname was a spanky banana. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. I think I that didn't know me. that. But, you know, Tony, I don't need to know that to uh, conclude <laughs> the irrefutable evidence that Tony Blinken and the entire Biden family and gang and administration is the definition of treason and yeah. evil. And it breaks my heart because, Tony, uh, you know, I hang out with the military every day. You can see behind me, I've got thousands of challenge coins and patches from law enforcement, first responders and military who have reached out to me since the 1960s because they heard my radio interviews where I dared in the world of rock and roll and extreme Marxism, liberalism, goofy, comfortably numb, uncomfortably dumbness, that I would promote and celebrate the Second Amendment, the, the purity of self-defense, the imperative of keeping and bearing arms and law and order and all that radical stuff in the world of hippies. So these military heroes and law enforcement have always reached out to me and it accumulated to the point where I, every year now for 40 some years, I share campfires with the heroes of the military, law enforcement or first responders because they heard the only time in the media, the major media around the world, everywhere I go, I promote the perfection of the Second Amendment, the perfection of self-defense and the irresponsible suicidal decision, especially now in the horrors of 23, the suicidal irresponsible decision to be unarmed and helpless. How can anybody in this engineered recidivism, engineered invasion, engineered homelessness, how can anybody leave the house in the morning choosing to be unarmed and helpless. How insane is that? So if I may, everybody listening is probably nodding their head goes, yeah, hello, duh. But we need to spread that word amongst family and friends and coworkers and church and school and the barbecue and the shooting range and the deer camp. We need to spread the word. If you're unarmed and helpless, you're unarmed and helpless. And the engineered recidivism is looking for you. And if you're unarmed and helpless, when the engineered recidivism finds you, you will be a victim. I guarantee it. Right. Don't be a victim. I'm, I'm 75 years clean and sober. I've been carrying a gun every day of my life, except when I'm in the presence of the great Donald Trump. They frisk me. <laughs> um, I carry, I've carried a gun wherever you've ever seen me. 
I'm, and I'm not kidding, on stage, on CNN, on Fox, on MTV, on VH1, on NBC, on CBS, in, in London, in, in, in Germany, I've never been unarmed and helpless. I always have a clean handkerchief. Call me weird, but we are literally asking for victimization today when we mindlessly choose to be unarmed and helpless. What a disaster that is. Oh, I know. And look, I uh, was taught early on. I was, uh, I'm like, by the way, I'm, I'm sober 30, 31 years now. God, the time has flown. Anyway, and uh, to that point, I was taught to have guns from the beginning. I would, was given a 22 rifle, told to go out and shoot things in, in upstate New York and figure out how it worked at 14. Wow. And, and, and look, uh, I, I'm a, a spy, retired spy. And weapons, Ted, are a tool of the trade. You you either embrace it and understand that this, it's, it's something that's going to save your life and it's the life of others, or you can be a complete moron and somehow believe that uh, laws are going to actually have criminals follow them, which is like, are you kidding me? The, the, the very definition of criminal is someone who doesn't follow the law. And yet somehow the left is convinced people who live in these big cities, oh, no, no, uh, we're, we're these laws are going to protect you, and they don't. They don't. Every day in D.C., uh, you have armed robberies, you have shootings, and the the facts defy the law. And yet here we are. And this goes back to the thing. You and I wrote an article back in, God, several years ago, and the title was uh, the, the Divine Right Belongs to We the People, which is true. And that, that makes your point that most of, of what we're seeing is evil based on, I'm, I'm just going to say it, the, the left's belief that somehow uh, evil, Satan, and all the things that they bring to the table, this transgenderism, this this, this uh, breakdown of social morals, the idea that somehow everything, no matter how immoral, is equal. You, I watched one of your interviews uh, this morning as I was doing prep about fentanyl, about the fact that that's a weapon of mass destruction created by the Chinese, used by drug dealers to come into the country. And yet somehow, somehow this is all denied by the progressive left and, and and by the way the mainstream media and you you went through and all the media outlets which were refusing to actually carry things factually that's my big issue as an intelligence officer truth and accuracy is the coin of the realm and if if you can't have at least an honest discussion of what's going on then you've lost you've lost the ability to actually inform people of their own their own interests and i think that's where we're at we had so many people for so long ted telling the american people don't listen to the to the don't follow the constitution don't believe in god don't believe that you have a god-given right to defend yourself because the second amendment is not about guns it's about the ability to defend yourself and that's what's been kind of uh, uh somehow social engineered out of the blue population how do we get through to those blue people and and convince them it's like you need to get a gun and be acting in your own self-interest well, I got some great stories along those lines of recruiting people into the truth, logic, and common sense sphere. And again, I'm just a goofy guitar player, and I not only wrote Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang, I meant it. The point being is that I am a down-to-earth guy that hangs out with great American shit kickers, working hard, playing hard, farmers, ranchers, teachers, cops, hardware store operators, uh, energy barons, um, doctors and lawyers. I mean, and, and my favorite is the welder, the welders and the mechanics and the plumbers and the electricians. Yeah. These are my buddies that I share a camp with. Last week, I shared a camp with members of the Navy SEALs and the Army Rangers. This fall, every week on our Sunrise Safaris host hunts with your effervescent masculinity, Uncle Ted. And we have what I call a spirit campfire, which is the title 
of my Real America's Voice. People should go to Real America's Voice and see what Shemaine and I do every week. And it, it's a an A10 warthog of truth, logic, and common sense. And I constantly dare people to debate me. You, you want to play Pierce Morgan? I'll add your skull tissue to the cleats of my work boots where Pierce Morgan's skull tissue currently resides when he tried to take on Ted Nugent with his limey cockiness that he didn't even deserve or actually have a handle on. And he tried to debate me on the Second Amendment. I thought we already did that with the British back at Concord Bridge. The point being is that I reach out in the media every day. I have a Ted Nugent Spirit of the Wild TV show on the Pursuit Channel. It's on eight times a week. People, Ted Nugent Spirit of the Wild on the Pursuit Channel eight times a week. I'm a riot. If you're not having fun with me, you need your head examined. And Shemaine has a Queen of the Forest segment. So the point is we've dedicated ourselves to counterpunch the propaganda ministry, which is the media, all of them. You know, we got some great conservative flamethrowers out there. Dan Bargino, what a what a great guy. Now this Jesse uh, Waters is coming on strong with a truth bar, a, tr- a crowbar of truth, logic, and common sense. Actually, I'm going to coin that term, a truth bar. I don't need a crowbar. I have a truth bar. And and Sean Hannity does a great job. Laura Ingram, some of the Fox people, Lars Larsen, the great Northwest, Joe Paggs on the radio, Mark Davis in, in Dallas, uh, Michael Berry. We got some great conservative talk people that I do interviews with all the time. And to your inquiry, I promote and celebrate that God gave me this life. Right. And if you're unarmed and helpless, and again, I'm going to, another term I coined, Tony, it's engineered recidivism. They got guys shooting and stabbing and baseball batting and raping and carjacking and murdering, and they let them out to do it again. And it's on film. And there's no jail time for a guy that stabs people. No jail time for a guy who randomly smashes someone in the back of the head with a ball bat. That guy needs to die. You need to duck, turn around, and give him four in the middle. I'm telling you, it's an That's the point. Now, you and I are sitting within arm's reach of probably each of us a dozen weapons, right? And I can uh, more like hundreds where I, I'm in the man cave cuckoo's nest. I live, I don't know if I show you here, but I, I'm down to about a million. There's a 840 horsepower right there. Ooh. I'm down, I'm down to about 6,000 arrows, yeah. um, about a million rounds of ammo. I've got at least, I've got at least a hundred long guns. I, I just, I like the discipline of marksmanship. I like right. the discipline of mystical flight of the arrow, martial arts, fire arms control. In, in what I call projectile management, it's the ultimate martial arts. Right. And so I get a kick out of it, even if I don't consider the imperative of self-defense, but it translates into readiness that when I, I have a date with Mrs. Nugent, and if I encounter a recidivistic monster who may interfere with my return to Mrs. Nugent, he or it will lose because I love this gift of life. I have a moral, spiritual, intellectual, physical responsibility to safeguard this precious gift from God. So I'm never without the tools necessary, i.e. firearms. So that's my point. So, but that's the, you you have skills, you have ability, you have uh, the interest to do it. So, and by the way, Ted, just so you know, I do have a 10 millimeter. This is the 10 millimeter SIG. Just this I have saying, ten millimeter sig. That's a great ten millimeter. Saying, I do. I do carry the ten. I just don't advertise it. Just saying. So yes, <laughs> I do like the ten. But that's my point. 
During our during our conversation today, I can almost assure you that these guns are not going to wander off and shoot people, right? I guarantee right? it. Guarantee it. And that's the thing. They, they try to blame technology for the very things you just said. The fact that they won't lock up uh, criminals who uh, will go out and murder and they go back. It's like Chicago. Chicago, Ted. You know, literally, you were safer in Kabul, Afghanistan yes. than you were on, in Chicago during. And I was the there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is how insane it is. And yet somehow they blame us for their lack of, of ability to understand the root cause. And one of the things I deal with, I live in rural North Carolina, a little county called Chowan County. The whole county is 14,000 people. It's wonderful. The home of we Mark have a Robinson, Mark Robinson, my number one hero in America, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Yeah, so, so I know Mark. I know Mark, and he's he's been here, by the way. So that's my point. It's like we everybody here, you know, the people I deal with carry guns. They're all great. Open carry. Everybody's cool. And you know what? We don't have a problem with criminals. We don't. We don't. And and yet somehow, if if you want a problem with criminals, you you have to head straight for a Democrat controlled hell zone. In every instance, that's why when they recommend that Gavin Newsom might be. Uh, fodder for the president of the United States, I go, so you want the whole country to be the feces and and needle homelessness, unleashed violent crime world like like San Francisco. So that's your goal is to have Gavin Newsom, who has created the the worst, most dangerous, no quality of life conditions. You want him to do that to the whole country. I, I could, I'm going to give you a quick story that I think you'll really appreciate. I went Fallujah with Toby Keith, the great Toby Keith. Everybody should pray for my friend. He's uh, going through some uh, cancer difficulties, but prayers will help. Toby Keith and I went to Fallujah in 04, and I'm going to Fallujah, and I saw the footage of the uh, operators hanging from the bridge in their charred bodies and dismembered bodies, and I went, you know why they're hanging from the bridge? They were unarmed and helpless. They couldn't carry a gun in Fallujah. My brain rejected the premise. I carry a, a 10 millimeter or two and at least four magazines every day of my life. I mean, just going to the store for milk and bread. I mean, th- unless somebody can say, no, you won't need it here. There's no, there's no such place as you won't need it here. So when I went there, I carried my 10 and I had 12 magazines on my belt, hoping that some raghead son of a bitch would try to swing me his AK on me. Uh, because they always had their AKs behind them because they right. knew that their victims were helpless. And my point is I, I, I performed for the Marines during a time where they had a lot of casualties. There was a lot of emotion there. And Toby and I made great contacts and connections and, and friends with the U.S. Marine heroes. They're my Semper Fi blood brothers. They call me Chesty Puller with a Glock and a guitar. And <laughs> when I got up, I, I, I thanked them and said that their sacrifices are that will never be for naught because we, the people know that freedom ain't free. I pushed all the right buttons that were sincere and honest as can be. And I lifted up my shirt and showed those Marines, my, my pistol and my belt full of magazines. They went crazy because they saw the, the optics, the fruition of their sacrifices from an American who was utilizing the freedoms that their blood and guts paid for. Here's the clincher, Tony. When I got off that stage, somebody in charge, some of you thought they were in charge, came up and wagged his finger in my face and said, how the hell did you get that gun in here? And I got right in his face and I said, I got it here by those flag draped coffins that we saluted yesterday. 
I got my right to keep and bear arms from those dead bodies yesterday. Any questions? And the Marines next to me, they never seen anybody talk to their commander like that. How dare a member of the military that we have seen devolved into this Mark Milley embarrassment and this... We could talk about Mark. I know Mark. Anti-freedom, anti-patriotism, military condition today. But how dare you ask me how I got to keep and bear arms after we did a salute to a parade of flag-draped coffins that died for that right, Tony. Right. He had no response because there is no response. He was wrong. I was right. You were. And see, this is the, the military. Believe it or not, Ted, I, I'm not supposed to be able to take weapons on a military installation, even though I have carried one in combat. I I have been. Look, here's my by the way, since we are sponsored by SIG, I got to show it. Here's the M11A1. This is a copy of what I carried in combat. I carried this everywhere. And I, I Ted, I, I was in John McCain's office, Senator McCain's office. And I said, you know, John, I stood in combat next to you with a loaded firearm. And did you were you worried about Tony Schaefer's ability to carry a firearm? Well, no, that's different. How is it different? How is it different than Tony Schaefer in combat? Although I was an alias, and that's another story. Tony Schaefer in combat with the with one in the pipe ready to go, and me being in John McCain's office in Washington. How am I? How how is that different? How is it I should not have the right of self defense in combat, but not in my own country? That's how insane yep. some of these rules are. Yeah, well, with all due respect to John McCain's sacrifices and the, the 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 dedication he gave during his service, I'm afraid he lost his mind and his soul surely. And yeah. that that articulation by the once great John McCain, because at one time he was the best of the best, uh, what he represented during the Vietnam horrors, um, his statement was the manifestation of a cultural deprivation. Of an abandonment of the self-evident truth that our founding fathers wrote down. The king wouldn't let us speak, so we wrote down that we can. The king wouldn't let us choose a religion, so we wrote down that we can. The king wouldn't let us have a press that spoke our belief system, so we wrote it down in the First Amendment. The king said we couldn't protest against a government who violates their oath to the people. So we wrote it down to the First Amendment. And then we went to the Second Amendment. An interviewer the other day went, yeah, Ted, well, when the Second Amendment was written, they had nothing but muskets and stuff. And I went, that's right. They they wrote down the right to keep and bear arms using the state-of-the-art military weaponry in the hands of the citizens. So right. if anybody would like to debate me instead of just hating and lying about me, the media lies about me every day, they can't win the debate about the Second no. Amendment with the guitar player. That says everything you need to know. No, I know. During the Revolutionary War, to your point, r- rifled muskets, the muskets with, which actually had the longer range, were the ones that the civilians had. They were a better weapon than, than most of the troops had. And yet they, they want, oh, weapons of war. No, it's not about weapons of war. And by the way, Ted, I, I, little thing I always used against the left, uh, the, the very term assault weapon comes from yeah, a guy named Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler came up with that for the Sturmgewehr 44. And it's like, how is it you guys on the left use a, a term by Adolf yep. Hitler to promote your cause? Yep. It's, it's, it's that insane. And they don't care. They don't care. Well, the reason, the answer to that inquiry is the reason they use Hitler <laughs> verbiage is because they represent the same kind of tyranny, the yes, same kind of genocidal mentality with your experimental shots and your masks that don't yeah. work 
Um, it, it, and I could go on and on with the, by the way, when you mentioned the fentanyl chemical warfare, yes, we are is. now experiencing a fentanyl chemical warfare that kills annually more Americans than died in Vietnam. Yes. yes. Every year by the communist Chinese as brought in by the Mexican government, otherwise known as the cartels and facilitated, welcomed by uncle Sam, uncle Sam is stepping on cantina wire where border patrol agents are violating their constitutional oath yes. and welcoming in invaders and the fentanyl that is killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Tony, I, I have to improvise, adapt, and overcome on a daily basis just to breathe, knowing that my government is the number one enemy on my terrorist watch list. I never wanted to say that. I never wanted to believe that. I no, never thought I could believe that, but I believe it today because the fentanyl chemical warfare is perpetrated by one and only Uncle Sam refusing to stop it. Case yeah. closed. So uh, people don't understand, Ted, and I think you get it. The, 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 the border is closed, but it's closed by the cartel because the cartel control everything. They control it. Nothing goes in and out. So they are the ones controlling our border. And to your point, they're doing everything they can to facilitate the Chinese special weapon known as fentanyl to come across. Yep. It's a mass, it's a ma weapon of mass destruction because sure. every community in the United States has been touched by that, has been devastated by it. And yet somehow are calling attention to this. We're the bad guys. I mean, well, this you is know, we, we devolved into the planet of the apes under Clinton and Bush. And then Obama turned it into the planet of the rodents. I mean, Barack Obama wasn't even born in America. He was an illegal president. And I, I will say all the things that the media just cringes when the truth is told. Yep. Um, and now we got this freakzoid devil in the White House. This is this is not America. It's everything our government is doing right now is wrong. Every bureaucracy, every bureaucracy is not only untrustworthy. But evil, I give you the USDA right. food pyramid that's, that recommends the chemical warfare of Lucky Charms down yeah. into fake meat created in a laboratory. The enemy of freedom and the enemy of America is the U.S. government. That breaks my heart, Tony, because it's supposed to represent we the people and they are against right. we the people. So, Ted, we got to wrap it up. This has been a, a, a fast half hour, but uh, I'd like to, you know, Nancy wants to join us next time. So I'd hopefully like you, Nancy, Nancy, you and I, and I want to talk about something called Red Swan because we've, we've come up with a plan we want to use to basically make them overreact and start recognizing that they're about to crash the entire circus on their head. So we'll we'll try to have Nancy. Oh, yeah, and I'd like to uh, show your flag. And this is on uh, TedNugent.com, right? TedNugent.com. I just signed another thousand of these today. It's got the Ted Nugent mojo signature on it. But this is the current battle cry from the trenches of the best American families. If I you tell me to do something that's insane, wear a mask, take an experimental shot, I will not comply. So, yeah, you can get these flags personally autographed at tednugent.com since I'm banned on Facebook and the, and the Nazis at Big Tech hate me, which is a badge of honor. But, Tony, God bless you. You're a truth, logic, and common sense blood brother. Thank you and Nancy. Shemaine and I love you. If people tune into Real America's Voice, Shemaine has a wonderful faith and freedom show. Yep. Mine's called The Spirit Campfire. And here's the beauty of Ted Nugent. There's so many beauties of Ted Nugent. I can, can't list them all. But number one, my middle fingers never go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ted, we'll have you 
and your middle finger and effectively using the middle finger to, to trouble the left and promote the right in the very near future. So thank you for being here today on The Hard Truth, and we'll have you back again real soon. As Tony Schaefer will be back part two to discuss the interview with Ted with our team and break it all down. So we'll be right back. Thank you, Tony. Godspeed to Hard Truth. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products you Using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Hey, this is Hard Truth, Tony Schiff, part two. We're going to break down our discussion with Uncle Ted, uh, Ted Nugent, tednugent.com. Man, what a wild man he was. And then so we are joined by the the debonair and extraordinary Elizabeth Breckenkamp, who who is in uh, Virginia today. And then we got uh, the the ferocious and always focused Chris Cordani uh, chewing up uh, everything before him, trying. He's like the Pac-Man of media. He's like uh, always kind of chomping away and trying to get things done. So. uh, So here we are. Get me sometimes, though. That's right, and we're we're powered. We're still powered by Six Hour. Uh, phase two of the show is always as uh, powered by Six Hour. Never settle. Uh, I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. We're going to talk more about that in a second. 
We're on the America Out Loud talk radio network and their podcast network and we're at projectsentinel.com.net and all the social media sites on, on the planet. And so here we are to, to, to break it all down and talk about it. So um, Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent, uh, is uh, kind of a wild man. And uh, I think he's correct. I think his perspective on on God, on the fact that so much of what's going on with the government, the government has become an extension of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, you know, I, I guess I might get in trouble saying this, but I think they they like Satan a lot. I think they're like friends of Satan. It's like, mm -hmm. I think, uh, what's that song, uh, Chris, uh, The Weight? Uh, I saw old Carmen and the devil walking side by side. I think I think the Democrat Party is Carmen now. You know what I'm saying? I think it was. Oh. They were very upset about the uh, the guy in the Charlie Daniels song, uh, Johnny, who beat, devil, who beat the devil with the fiddle. So uh, they're trying to get back. They've been trying to get back at us ever since. That's why they destroyed yep. country music in the 90s. Well, yeah, they tried to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so Tony, you were talking about, um, <clears throat> the obviously, the Second Amendment. What I think is so funny with with so many Democrats, and I don't want to like make a generalization like all Democrats are necessarily with the devil, but the ones who call themselves progressive, um, they continuously, whenever they're speaking to groups of people, they continuously misrepresent the Second Amendment. They don't seem to understand what well-regulated militia means, because I know we mentioned, talked about this before, it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean the federal government gets to make right. all kinds of regulations and, and they can control, obviously have a background check, but they keep saying we need more gun control laws. No, we don't. We just need to enforce the ones that are there. And we also need, um, like I know we had mentioned this before, to actually educate people and help people understand what the entire Second Amendment means. Read the whole friggin' thing and understand the history of it. Um, and I know Ted was talking about this, the history, um, you know, like going back to the Revolutionary War, like, you know, what spurred it on? What did they mean when they were writing well-regulated militia? Well, let's go, let's, let's talk about that for a second because so much of what's happened. Yeah, it's not about guns specifically, but about the right to defend yourself. Well, that's the thing. So they didn't say uh, you have the right to have a musket because the left always says, oh, well, the right. technology of the day didn't exist. Like, it, it, excuse me. It the founding father is enough to understand. It's like you're not going to be able to define a single technology and say that's what you can use. I, I think they right. maximize the idea that it, that it is a God-given right. And mm -hmm. one of the things I think we could agree upon, and Ted would probably agree upon if he was here still, is that uh, is last time I checked, says one nation under God. And um, I, I'm sure the left gets driven crazy by that. I know they've tried to take uh, God out of the, the Pledge of Allegiance as well. Mm -hmm. And they take him out of school. Well, they take it. Yeah. So this is, I think, the concept overall. And this is what the point of Ted's uh, editorial was that he and I did a few years ago, which which is basically you have the God given right to defend yourself, there, that there's no human being on the planet that, that says, you must uh, take a knee and follow what I tell you regarding your own personal safety. And this mm -hmm. is something that I think that the left has been amazingly gifted in redefining away from the facts, because according to them, all power comes from the government. The government can tell you what you should do, when you should do it. And oh, by the way, that's part of what their scheme is. It's like, it's like taxation. I heard the uh, Chuck Schumer, Chucky Schumer. I think he's one of your guys, isn't he, Chris? Is he from New York? Oh yeah, he's the, he's oh, the New York, the New York senior sen senator with his uh, parrot on his shoulder. You know what's her name? Kirsten Senior too. Senior. Anyway, but I digress. He, so he 
he was saying, well, the government is letting you keep more of your money. And so it's like, excuse me, uh, the government should have no ability to keep any of your money. It's like uh, you you don't have automatic right to my money. Yet it's from their perspective, uh, what's any what's yours is theirs. And they, with impunity, can tell you what to do. And I think it's a very dangerous thing. And I, I agree with Ted on this, is that we have gotten so much, uh, uh, essentially, regulation from the federal government that has become an extension of their political philosophy. So thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's way too much regulation. Oh, go, yeah. ahead, go ahead, Chris. I, I want to get back to your uh, well-regulated, um, re- well-regulated militia, because mm-hmm. uh, these, mm-hmm. the, this has often been misinterpreted over the years. The idea yes, that people has. seem to get is, well, you have to organize, at least um, have seen these local organi- local organizations of people having a set chain of command and everything else where they can actually be able to operate such arms. No, the right. idea is you have to, a well-regulated militia kind of really means that uh, you have the right to defend yourself. You can put yourselves together and maybe your neighborhood can defend itself in that respect. But it, it but it's not regulated by the government. Right. Regulated means right. trained, meaning trained. To the point, that was right. Ted's point is that he he right. is well trained and well versed in firearms, and and the other thing that the left continues to forget is the 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 one thing that is from that era, uh, the, the a militia. A militia is the people. That's us. The, the, mm-hmm. There was no at the time concept for a standing army. As a matter of fact, the founding fathers who actually read the Federalist Papers, many of them did not want a standing federal army because of the fact that. They, we wanted to be a peaceful people, which I still think we should do, just saying. Right, and, yeah. And the idea is that the, the, there would be a minimal uh, permanent federal presence that would rely on the people to come together for a collective defense when necessary. So that's why the Second Amendment is written that way. Uh, the militia is that which is made up of the people, and the people have to be well-armed to be effective. Right, Chris? Is that is that it? Exactly. And Exactly, yeah. One can one can actually define a militia as uh, as maybe a small group of people within a neighborhood or maybe a family or some kind of homesteading area to protect themselves and their neighbors, which mm-hmm. is basically what what neighborhoods should be doing in the first place, whether right. it be hand to hand with weapons or without intruders, uh, whether it be an enemy intruder or maybe the government kind of coming down on you. That's uh, that's what that's what the Constitution has been designed to uh, um, to to actually purport, to uh, allow us to defend ourselves. The idea was we're supposed to be, um, it was supposed to be a limit on government powers rather than an enforcement of government powers. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Yeah, you're right. So, well, Elizabeth, so let's talk about you. So um, if you don't mind. So uh, you're a practitioner of the Second Amendment, right? Am I right? Yes, 100%. <clears throat> and of the First Amendment. Well, that's what we're doing right now. We're practicing <laughs> yeah. the first and second. Yes, I know. So, I kind of like want to tie those together. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. too. So, but but to that point, so <laughs> you're you're a woman. Last time I checked, right? Right? First, yep. You're a woman, right? I think. I think so. I, I, I identify as female. That's right. <clears throat> you're not a Always. Zero-er. Until the end of time, yes. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't have any identity, gender, or definition problems on this show, do we? We we were no, we don't. So you as a a, a, a unabashed, uh, self promoting female, you being a female, you do believe in the Second Amendment. No, I'm sorry, I'm simply you do. You actually believe in the Second Amendment, right? You yes. You, no, it's just the way you say that. It's funny. Yes, absolutely. I'm supposed to be funny. It's my job. 
So, <laughs> so good at it. What, so what are we leading to? I live in the country. I have to be protected. Actually, if I lived in the city, I'd still be protected. Be but good. um, yeah, actually, I probably have a greater threat of being um, <clears throat> uh, having to defend myself against a bear, rabid raccoons, or uh, coyotes because coyotes are pretty prominent around here. And if they try to get anywhere near my cats, I will shoot them. Well, that was my point. Where is it now? Where do I? Oh, here it is. So this is, as I was telling Ted. This oh, is yeah, my, that's cool. Did I say we're sponsored by Six Hour? I think I did. Mm-hmm. So this is my SIG 220 10 millimeter. It's a, it's a fairly, for those who are listening, you have to imagine a, 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 a SIG Sauer. This is a Legion uh, 220 10 millimeter. And yes, this is my critter gun. This is where if I see a bear or <laughs> something like a bear that looks like a bear, I'm going to take it out because the 10, 10 millimeter will take a bear down. Just saying. Ted, right. Ted carries, uh, I guess there's a lot of bear around where he lives. Right. Right, Chris. I would uh, say there's bear around where I live too. So, so yeah. So the oh, 10 really? millimeter is good. Hmm. And uh, Elizabeth, have you ever thought about getting a 10 millimeter? You may want to think about it. Just saying, because that's what we. Yeah. That looks really interesting. Um, I. Well, if you come down, you can shoot it. It's, it's pretty. Oh yeah, I am. Um, I don't have any six hours, so I know I don't, I don't want to mm. pr- promote what I have. But um, yeah, we have several uh, Glocks, nine millimeters, shotguns, and they're all loaded but and ready to go. Sig is better than Glock, just saying because you know mm-hmm. it is. So. I'm right, you. exactly. I, well, my parents <laughs> always told me to take on bears with my bare hands. You know, fight them well, mano e mano. All right, test, and and then they said, stand there and take it like a man. Oh no. No, life lessons from when I was young. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should always be. Um, well, but, but, I, but, I mean, just walking to my mailbox, I carry something with me because really, truly, it's a. It, our driveway is a quarter of a mile long. Walk down the hill. Walk up the hill. Uh, it's so easy. Like just in that short um, span, right there. There's woods all around us. There's a South Anna River. Anything could come out. You really don't know. Crazy people trying to steal like crap out of your mailbox. That happens too, you know? It's like the subway in New York City. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But so, yeah, <clears throat> and practicing. And, and the other thing is there are several people in my family, <clears throat> excuse me, who uh, who say they will never touch a handgun. Um, both my brothers are comfortable with handguns. They practice. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the main things is so many people are like, oh, I don't want to touch a gun. I don't, you know, and I always say, without saying her name, <clears throat> we'll call her Julie. Julie, what if someone broke into your house? You're really depending on my brother, your husband, to defend you. What if he's not there? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go in the closet and I'm going to call 911. So while the guy comes in and tries to rape you, it's like, what? but so you really have such an aversion to l- getting comfortable with a handgun, learning how to protect yourself, that you'd rather let someone just kill you or rape you or whatever. Well, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, just get comfortable with it. You have to practice. So Elizabeth, you and I, um, I think you, you may have come down for that day. We actually did range training there. Um, we went, remember we all went out to, is it Fort Pickett? Didn't we all go out to Fort? Did you go to Fort Pickett with us or not? I, I remember going there quite a few times for so we went training. To Fort Pickett and then uh, also we did, uh, what was the other, there's another place. We went on the range. I'm not sure if you were remember there. Going to, we going to AP Hill. At, yeah. As the, as the 94th, we all went to, to AP Hill. What yeah. AP Hill. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Although I think they changed the name now, but so, anyway. yeah, I know they changed it to some, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into the name thing today. We should do a show. Yeah. On that. But anyway, so the point being is that you as a woman in the military, you were expected to have a firearm and use it with a certain level of, of, 
of proficiency. Proficiency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I, I don't think you ever were uncomfortable with that. I think it was something mm-hmm. that as a, as a uniform member of the military, it was an obligation. Now, why on earth would someone, this other person you're talking about, why would they not want to be invested in their own self-defense? I mean, is there is, 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 is a rationale? Um, I think because that's how she justifies voting Democrat. <laughs> she does. Okay. Uh, yeah. Have, you know, Almost everyone in my family votes Democrat except for me, my husband, and my mom. Yeah. People have to justify that. You ever notice that? Always yes. justify yeah, voting no. Democrat. Exactly. Right, Chris. They, they do. They, they have to kind of say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Democrat because I care about yeah. people. That's right. And and it's okay is, to admit you're wrong, you know? Well, the idea is you're sure. a bad person if you don't vote Democrat. That's in, that's in the Solinsky book, by the way. I'm going to have to bring that up. I like bringing it Solinsky, up. Solinsky, yes. That's right. Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton's hero. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, it's about that time again, Tony. Oh, no. okay. oh. Is, she, is she joining our show? No, it's the wonderful. What, 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 what did Megan Kelly? What, no, what, who was it that said oh, that? Um, Chris, get on. No, that. Dana Perino. It was Dana Perino, not Megan Kelly. Yeah. It was Dana Perino who called her something like electrifying or wonderful. Uh, well, if you consider it an eel electrifying, of course. Well, electrifying, maybe. Wonderful. Uh, uh, no, well, let's get, get on, Chris, get on that. Try to invite Hillary on. I, I'm sure she'd enjoy our, our band. That would be awesome. <clears throat> that would be fun. Yeah, I think so she'd fun. be a, she might be a big fan of yours, you know. I feel your pain, Chris. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I oh. did not have sex with that woman, Hillary Clinton. I mean, you got to you got to do the thumb. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Oh boy! Ah. All righty, all righty. Okay, Tony. Right, here we go. Here, here we go. go. It is go. time for Tony's takes, and that is also powered by Sig Sauer. Mm-hmm. Never settle. Never I'm not settle. a settled person. I'm the opposite of a subtle person. I'm a non-settler. Especially with Ted Nugent on the show. That's right. Never settled with Ted Nugent on the show. He did bring a lot of very interesting stuff on board there, though. It is. Let's get a take on a few really interesting things that are happening now. All right. And trying to work on that at this point. But um, I, I heard uh, recently um, Congressman Strong was saying America has become the world's dumping ground for illegal immigration. This goes back to what Uncle Ted was saying as well. That the, the cartels are controlling the border, not the Americans. What's your take? So um, the, the fact is that we have now had so many people come across that they are the equivalent of the 11th largest state in the United States. That is to say that the population over the time that the Biden administration has been in charge we have now uh, uh, enough people to populate the 11th largest popular state in, in the union. So uh, my vote is let's give them Oregon and call it a day. <laughs> well, uh, maybe the we'll, left we'll part of Oregon. Oregon. It's like, okay, you, there you go. You can have Oregon. Yeah. We'll get everything else. You get Oregon. So there you go. That's my take. Let's give them a state. Uh, and I let, let, let it be the, the bluest of blue. Let them blue themselves to death. I have, I have an Oregon take for, for you and yeah. for Elizabeth. Check this out. Okay. Tony and Elizabeth's take. Somebody has to fix these cities. And since you mentioned Oregon, I'm going to do it right now. Not only yeah. is crime rampant in these dem-run travesties, but Portland recently had to plead to its residents to stop calling 911 unless it's a life-or-death emergency. That's due to the overwhelming number of, get this, drug overdose calls. I know. What's your take? Let Elizabeth take they- that. Well, they need to stop voting for idiots who uh, <laughs> refuse to actually penalize criminals and put them in jail and keep them in jail. 
So I don't know how you convince people to stop voting for the same people they've been voting for, but vote for someone who actually will follow the law and put criminals in jail and keep them there. Yeah. So did you get, I, 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 you know, I've, I've said this on other interviews, but it's my show. So I guess I can mention it. If you all ever watched the series Portlandia. I yes, it is so, so funny. So just to, so I, Fred you know, Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. Oh my God, they're great. I love, I love them. They are just so, they're but, so good. But, but this is the funny thing about that show. The, 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 the progressives in Oregon did not know they were making fun of them for four years. Like they had no idea. <laughs> it's like, it's like, seriously, you didn't. How do you watch that and not realize it's satire? Well, apparently like four years in, they all got upset. It's like, Oh, I can't believe they're being so disrespectful to our policies and concepts. Like, uh, Duh, but because uh, they don't work. Well, they, of course, and but they reflect accurately the path that city was on. By the way, a, 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 a personal note or a program note, depending on one's perspective. Uh, once you watch uh, a season of Portlandia, everything on NPR makes perfect sense. You finally understand NPR. Yeah, I used to listen. Yep. To it sounds like a it's cheese. Like, yeah. Chris, have you seen Portlandia? Have you seen it? I have not seen Portlandia. Oh, it is yet. so funny. All right, now, now I need to. I need to binge on this right now. Yeah. I have to do that. You will. What, you will. It's what, addictive. Well, what I've been doing was binging on The Prisoner again recently. So I, I need to see that first oh. to the end again. So I, by the way, yeah, I'm another big fan of uh, of uh, The Prisoner. That's that funny. Was, that was one of the most brilliant series. I mean, for those who have not seen it. I've the, seen it, yeah. The, the technology. They, they proposed wireless phones 30 years before wireless phones existed uh -huh. on the technology side. And then the overall concept is basically dystopian by the fact that you have a secret agent who I can, I can identify with just saying who mm. is essentially uh, resigns because of something bad that happens. And then instead of retiring, they move him to the village. And oh yeah. That's you, funny. You never know who the good it's, and bad guys are, which is great. It's so weirdly quirky. Yeah. 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 Patrick so, McGlue was brilliant. And by the way, I actually have his jacket. I should wear that sometime for the show. I actually have one of the uh, number six jackets. I was oh. going to ask you about that because that was, that's one of my Tony's takes list oh, here. Yeah, no, I, I was going to ask Tony, do, do you think we'd look good in a uh, and cool Patrick McGowan number It's right six there behind jacket? him? I've been oh. looking for one. I have been looking for oh, one. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For the audience who is listening, I actually have a num the number six badge handing I'm holding in my hand, which oh, that's so funny. Gave in my display of, of cool things. So be seeing you. Yes. Really cool. I, I, I have to I have to ask, though, it's, this is one of Tony's takes. I'm going to pull it up here. OK, here it is. You think you think you and I would look really good in those uh, those jackets, one of those really cool jackets? I think so. And I think, uh, I think so. we'll we get Elizabeth the cape. The rainbow, the, the rainbow cape. Yes. They have? Yes. Yes. The rainbow we, capes. We, we could play the 3D chat, chess and all that because they had very colorful capes. By the way, they weren't the gay and lesbian colors. They were like cool colors. No. Not that I'm saying that gay and lesbian colors aren't cool. No. These are cooler colors. Just no, I, I, I do plan to go to Wales and see that village, though, by the way. So, um, Port. Oh, that's Port where it was Port in Wales. Wales. Oh. Port, I, that is too. That's one of the places I've never been, but I want to go. Port Merriam is still there. Apparently, uh, looks. Just like it did during the, the series, to include, they took and isolated Number Six's apartment. I guess they turned it into some sort of a museum or something. But uh, for those who have not seen uh, the show, what oh. Ted was talking—believe it or not—we're actually talking about some of the things, same things Ted's talking about, because that show is all about 
totalitarianism, about mind control, about mm-hmm. how people are are taught to believe things which are not true based forced on, compliance. Yeah, forced compliance. So. Uh, for those who and, and Patrick McGowan says it in some of the interviews, like, yeah, I saw that he basically says, I see I saw this coming at the time. And mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, for those. And by the way, the watch the original, as Chris said, don't watch that other one. As much as I like John Cavizos, he sucked as number six. In the other one. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't that it wasn't that good. It, you can't just you can't slim good. down that entire it series. Good. Yeah. But, but take. Quick take, Tony, because right. we're running out. Uh, McCarthy's out as speaker. I understand both points of view between the former speaker wow. and the leader of the movement to force him to step down, Matt Gates. But what's your take? Uh, Ted Nugent. Let's put Ted Nugent in the speaker. Oh, that's good. <laughs> get, get Ted back on the phone. Tell Ted. Tell Ted that we want to nominate him to be the speaker. So let's 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 play that out. <laughs> I like what it. That would be cool. Huh. What would happen if, by some mm-hmm. bizarre twist of fate, uh, say Eli Crane, who uh, Ellie Crane, Eli Crane, who we've had on the show, Eli uh, says, "Hey, I'm going to nominate uh, the Madman from Detroit, Ted Nugent." And what if, what if by some miracle, everybody said, "Let's burn the house down. Let's bring Ted in. Let's play that out. Let's see what would Ted Nugent's first act as Speaker of the House be." Any any votes? Simple. He'd first allow weapons to be brought on the House floor. That's true. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Second, um, <clears throat> he would actually get crap done because um, I think he would be um, <clears throat> politely, uh, I don't want to use the word threaten, but um, but he's very persuasive. <clears throat> I think he could actually get a whole lot of crap done. <laughs> so, And he'd also bring in his bows and arrows and have probably like once a month, teach people how to use the bows and arrows because he's really good at that too. Well, you know, he's the Capitol grounds has a lot of green space. Maybe they could do like kind of a, a the archery or ar, the, the congressional archer or the month. That would be kind of fun. Archer. And, yeah. That sounds good. I could see that. So, yeah. Kind of, but I think, kind of, I think we should nominate Ted. Quick mm-hmm. note on this. Speaking of Ted. Yeah. While president Biden and his handlers are trying to destroy the second amendment, his son Hunter is looking to hide behind it. Yes. What's your take? So, you know, I think that uh, Hunter Biden is uh, legitimately due to be released. Uh, I think that the fact is that that he had in that picture of him, he had two guns. Remember, he was naked. So I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to be armed, let's be double armed. Right. And uh, he one, one gun got him in trouble. Well, I guess both guns got him in trouble. Right, Chris? The both uh, both yes. of those guns got him in trouble. Just saying yes, one. Yes. So there you go. That's my take. Uh, never, you should not, you should be careful what you do with your guns if they're armed. Right? Exactly. Especially if you're naked and carrying weapons. That's, That's right. You should be extra, <laughs> extra careful. I know. How? Is there a special discount with prostitutes if you go naked with a gun and a gun? I don't know. As I, I don't know these things. I have no idea. We'll have to call them in Nevada because that's where, uh, that's where it's legal. Maybe they have the guidelines there. Well, you know, they have, was, hmm. is the chicken ranch, is that what it is? I, I don't, I, I have honestly never been there, but there's like a place that's like legal prostitution. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's the thing. You could have like a, a, a gun range with prostitutes. That's, that's, that's got hmm. fun written all over it. First <laughs> <laughs> attraction, people would come from miles around the world. It would be the Bangkok of, uh, of America. The Bangkok of America. That's right. That's a little Bangkok. You could call it little Bangkok. And oh like, my gosh! Some yeah, we should market this stuff, set. Chris. 
We, we should market this. This is great. See, the, see, we have all these great ideas. Trouble is, most of them suck, but we got some. Well, that's what would happen at, at the little Bangkok place. Just saying. That's part of it. I think they're good ideas. We have to just have to figure out how to make them uh, um, come to life. So speaking yeah. of coming into life, uh, here we are uh, living it up, yucking it up. And we had another great episode. So uh, we were joined today by uh, the madman from uh, Detroit, Ted Nugent, Uncle Ted. Be sure and check his stuff out on uh, tednutri.com. He does his regular podcast, so you can catch all of, of Ted there. Uh, I, I could, I've already been texting with Nancy Quattro, so Nancy's on board uh, to come back with Ted and, and do a show with us at some point. So, and we'll maybe she'll, they'll tell that full story, Chris, that we, you know, the, the story of that, oh, that, the car that, chase. It's a fantastic car chase. story. Car chase. Yeah, it sounds really cool. That would be fun. That would be fun. Maybe he could reenact it. As a matter of fact, why don't we ask him if he can reenact it? That would even be more fun. Is if we can get him and Nancy in a car and drive him somewhere. Just say, I shoot that. that. I, I definitely. I'll hold that, the camera. Right. So anyway, so that that wraps up uh, this week's uh, episode of the the hard truth. With Tony Schaefer. We had some really hard truth with Ted, and of course uh, we had some really hard truth uh, talking about Little Bangkok at the end as well. And Hunter, Hunter Biden. Uh, speaking of hard truth, I think hard. You know, Hunter had to be pretty hard. Just saying. You know, it oh. was. Ouch. It, it, oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. That, that, that hurts. There you go. It does hurt. It probably did. So we'll. we'll <laughs> We'll see, you, we'll see you all for the next episode real soon. Thanks for coming in. <laughs>